0: Hello and welcome to night number two of 31 Nights of Frights, Year 4, The Stephen King of Horror, starring Robert John Burke and Joe Montana. This is the 1996 Tom Holland-directed Thinner. Alright, so before we get into this one, I am going to address the elephant in the room. For anybody who knows the story, this is about a... Gypsy curse. of course we know that that word is used as a racial term to describe the Romani people so instead of saying that word I will be saying Romani in its place from here on out even though it is quite prevalent in both the movie and the book the story of thinner of course is not written by Stephen King instead it's written by Richard Bachman who is actually Stephen King so it is a Stephen King story the actual plot of Thinner involves obese attorney Billy Halleck, played by Robert John Burke, who has some friends in pretty high places, such as some cops or his buddies, even the judge. He is also trying to lose some weight, or at least his wife is trying to make him lose some weight. He recently got mobster Richie Ganelli off of all of his charges. Later that evening, everyone is celebrating how great of a lawyer Billy Halleck is. There is also the Romani festival that is in town, and Billy, who is more focused on his wife going down on him while he's driving, doesn't see the Romani woman walking across the road, proceeds to hit her and kill her. This leads to a curse being put upon Billy where He no longer gains weight, but instead loses it rapidly. So, first things first on Thinner, one of the most impressive things about this movie is that it didn't have a gigantic budget, yet, The transformation scenes that Robert John Burke goes from being obese to being really deathly skinny is super impressive. They actually still hold up. I think the practical makeup effects are probably some of the best things about this movie. If you're really looking for it, of course you can see flaws in the makeup, but for the most part it's convincing. I was amazed that this movie came out in 96 and I saw it back in 96. I'd say the makeup effects are just as good as The Nutty Professor, which, strangely enough, came out the same year and also had a bigger budget. The main thing that's fascinating to me as far as the actual plot and story of the movie is there's no clear-cut good person or villain of the story. We definitely understand where the Romanis are coming from and how they want justice for one of their own that was hit and killed by Billy. Also, the fact that Billy can't take responsibility for his own actions. He blames his wife for the whole situation, where in reality, he was the one that was not paying attention. If anything, it's almost a 50-50 split between guilt between him and his wife. There's also the plot point in the story that I haven't said about up until now, the fact that his wife appears to be cheating on him. We never get full-on confirmation in the film, however, I do think that she probably was. She's cheating with one of their doctor friends. So that's another element of the story that comes into play here. I hate to use the term white privilege, but basically Billy has white privilege. He gets off where he shouldn't have. He got off on his charges as far as reckless driving and vehicular homicide. In reality, he really doesn't deserve to be left off of the charges he deserves to have some sort of punishment however i think with the punishment of the curse that's put upon him i do think that's pretty bad because you are at that point torturing somebody the other people that helped billy get off on the charges well they also had curses placed upon them one of them to the judge who is pretty much the most racist one out of all of them saying about the romani's bringing disease and whatnot. He's pretty bad and he probably deserves what he has coming to him, but he is tortured as well. His curse was the lizard curse. We do get to see what he looks like in a dream sequence that's kind of a dream, not quite a dream, but is a dream. It's hard to describe because while Billy is actually there in the car with the judge, it's almost just a premonition, but yet it did happen. That also is right after one of my favorite parts of the movie. I really like it when Billy goes to the fair. Of course, this is a dream sequence. I like that he goes there and he sees all the different dolls and such on the wall. It's pretty neat because the dolls resemble Billy as well as his two other conspirators. And the dolls almost remind me of the way the dolls looked in an episode of Tales from the Dark Side called the Giesenstocks. So actually really enjoy that episode i think it's probably one of my favorite tales from the dark side episodes it's no surprise that this here is produced by mitchell galen as well as richard p rubinstein both of them were involved with monsters tales from the dark side dawn of the dead the original dawn of the dead as well as a whole bunch of other stephen king projects such as the stand Overall, this dream sequence is just really well executed. I think the beginning at the fair, as well as the car crash and premonition, it has an element of creepiness to it. It's tough to describe, but it's one of the more genuine horrific parts of the movie. Thinner is a movie directed by Tom Holland. Tom Holland is the director of the original Child's Play film, as well as Fright Night and some Tales from the Crypt episodes. In a lot of ways, this movie reminds me of a big screen Tales from the Crypt episode. It has that rising action and it also has a pretty good twist ending. I enjoyed the twist ending throughout. I said about the producing team as well as the director, I almost forgot to give credit to the writer. This is done by writer Michael Gornick, who you may know as the writer of Beetlejuice so he seems to have a playful fun way about his writing amongst the horror I think it really shines through with the idea that there's no good or bad person in this film as well as the whole cat and mouse between Billy and the Romanis even Joe Montagna here is a lot of fun as Richie Ginelli the surprising thing in this film as well is the fact that there's no stereotyping for the Romani people. I don't feel like the movie is mean-spirited in any way towards them or their culture. It could have very easily went down that path, but I don't feel like it actually did. Sadly, this movie didn't really seem to strike with critics or audiences. I got to see it in theaters back in the day, but again, it was a new horror film, and I saw a bunch of horror films, and the name Stephen King attached to it made me want to see it. I think this is a fun movie. It's not a bad movie to just simply shut your brain off and enjoy. And that's pretty much what I did here. I enjoyed it back in the day. I still enjoyed it now. I think I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. Also, if you don't do the social media thing, you can go ahead and write me an email and contact me at adam analyzes podcast at gmail.com 31 nights of fright is a part of the adam analyzes podcast that's my regular podcast i do throughout the year if you need to catch up on past episodes you can do so at AdamAnalyzes.com. if you're enjoying my podcast either 31 nights of fright or adam analyzes i would greatly appreciate it if you would tell a friend about it and if you do have that free moment go ahead and leave me a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to continue to make new episodes as well as reach new listeners. Remember, be kind and good night. See you tomorrow for night number three.